how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieve. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first The sun forbear to shine, but God who called us here below will be forever mine, will be
give Jesus a hand clap. Thank you, Brother John. What a blessing. Some of us wish we could sing, but the Lord knew what he was doing. That's why I said make a joyful noise. And even when you do that, it's still beauty to his ears. Amen? Because, you know, getting you through the storm, a lot of times praising him is what's going to get you through it. There's a reason why you lift your hands to praise him, because you're reaching up for him to grab you, pick you up. Amen? Man, I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, he asked me a few days ago. He actually gave me a little advance warning this time. And, yeah, amen. But the Lord, you know, with this sense of humor, didn't tell me until yesterday afternoon what he wanted me to preach. Busy all day yesterday, so he was kind of pouring it out to me as I was working, amen. How many of you know that you don't have to bow your head for the Lord to be communicating with you? You know, there's a reason why the word says rejoice in the Lord always. And it also says pray without ceasing. Well, you know, traditionally we all know when we pray, bow your head, close your eyes, give reverence to God, amen. Well, we can't always do that. But when you start praying without ceasing, man, it just opens up a floodgate of what he can do, amen. We're going to be in Luke tonight. Luke chapter, got my Bible? Fix say, man, we better, you know, loan some out because ain't nobody got their Bible tonight. Everybody get in a circle, you know, pass around. Luke chapter 8, we're going to start at verse 27, amen. I don't know why I have these notes. I'm not going to rely on them tonight, amen. But I am relying on the word because that's what it's all about. When you're there, say amen. If you're not, say I need to hurry up. <laughs> Luke 8, 27. Thank you. I'm actually going to read a little bit out of here. I'll stop and let the Lord speak. And there's a few other things. But the word he gave me was authority. The definition of authority, where everybody's turning there, is the power of the right to give orders or make decisions and force obedience. It's that last thing that we don't like the Lord to do, amen? He did say that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So whether they choose to or whether it's forced upon them, it's going to happen. You get far greater blessed by making that choice. He created us to make that choice. Amen. It pleases God more, I believe, when we make that choice. Because he's rooting for us. He's on our side. But he gives us a choice because he's a gentleman. Amen. And I'm going to start on 27. And when he had come into the land, he was met by a certain man from the city who was possessed with demons. And who had not put on any clothing for a long time. And was not living in a house but in the tombs. The guy was naked. There's no way around it. So he didn't put on any clothing. You know, we think we go through opposition. At least we don't have naked demon-possessed people running up at us. Amen? I'm just saying. It just popped in my head. Not, you know. But um, with that being said, there is a lot of distraction. And that being a distraction. But God, Jesus, did it without sin. Amen? No impure thought, no nothing. He was strictly to business, his father's business, amen? And that guy came to him, and seeing Jesus, he cried out and fell before him and said in a loud voice, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, the son of the most high God? That demon knew who he was. 
And we read on, it wasn't just one demon, it was many, amen? We've all read this. And he had been commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man. In other words, that man was commanding the unclean spirit to come out of him. Or he had been commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had been seized, so where it had seized him many times. And he was bound with chains and shackles and kept under guard, but yet he would burst the fetters and be driven by the demon into the desert. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him, and they entreated him, and they were entreating him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now there was a herd of many swine feeding there on the mountain, and the demons entreated him and you know, asked him to permit him to enter the swine, and he gave them permission. He gave them permission. You know, they couldn't do anything without Jesus' permission, amen? And the demons came out from the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down to the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. And when the herdsmen saw what happened, they ran away and reported it in the city and out in the country. And the people went out to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting there at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Amen? It also says that he hasn't gave us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Today, when I was trying to decide what he wanted me to talk about, it's amazing when you do that because it just comes like a flood, and you're back and forth all over the place, this, that, and the other. You know, the kids are arguing. You're back in there. You settle that down. You get back in there. You pray. You say, Lord, speak to me some more. That's just what goes on. Well, without the distractions and stuff like that, you know, we've got to be still and know that he's God. Well, long story short, there's a lot of different things coming at me as to talk about. Well, obviously, there's not enough hours in the night to speak on it, amen? We can have a marathon. We can have John do a concert, sing about 12 songs. I could preach for three hours, but I want y'all to come back. <laughs> Catch up, Harry. <laughs> you know, <just> play. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, you know, you, you got to break it down into the points and highlights. So I'm not going to skip over the scripture or the verses, but I want to cover some points over this next chapter or so. And we can read it all in the rest of our time, okay? So I highlighted what I was going to talk on. So we're skipping down to 38. Man who, but the man whom the demons had gone out was begging him that he might accompany him. But he sent him away saying, return to your house and describe what great things God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city the great things that Jesus had done for them. Amen. He wanted to go with Jesus. But going with Jesus wasn't going to do Jesus the most glory. By his people in his town seeing how this guy was, bound in shackles and breaking the shackles. And all of his life, he's just throwing himself on the rocks and gnashing himself about and just held captive by that life, that sin that beheld him. Because he had sin in his life, we're all born into sin. If you don't believe me, look at a one-year-old and how they just start back-talking. Their first words are, no, you know, and just back-talking. I mean, we're just born that way from the fall of man, from the first sin that ever became. God created us in the image of him, him being holy, him being righteous, him being God. But when the sin came in, I don't know any way to say it, all hell broke loose here on earth because we let that in. Each individual person, by living in sin, let that in. Are we still to not sin? Yeah, we're still not to sin. Are we going to fall short? Absolutely. We're not Jesus. Only one is sin. Only one has not sinned. Pardon me, Lord. Only one has not sinned. But he who knew no sin became sin so we can be the righteousness of God. Amen? Uh, like I said, I'm not relying on the paper. Amen? James, I love you, brother. Thank you. 
I love that man right there. He, he told me, you know, that I bore him to death when I'm sitting over here reading the paper. This thing's bugging me because I'm sitting here looking at it and trying not to look at it, but, you know. <laughs> Little ADD, you know, it just kind of runs in the family, church family, right? But he who knew no sin became sin, so we can be the righteous of the Father in Christ Jesus. Amen? And with that being said, we got to walk in newness of life. We have authority in the name of Jesus. The very authority that Jesus had, has, excuse me, the very authority that Jesus has, because he said all authority on heaven and earth has been given unto him, amen? And none of us have authority unless it's given to him by God, given to us by God. I'm stumbling on my words here, but y'all know what I'm talking about. We, the authority we have is given to us by God. Jesus even said no authority anybody has unless it's given to him by the Father. The very scripture and the very things that we do can't be revealed to us unless it's revealed by God, revealed by Jesus. And he has a way of revealing things to us at the right time. We could read the same scripture, just for an example, over and over again, 5, 6, 10, 15, 20, countless times. And you'll get something different every time because that's the way God reveals it to you. And it's not that he's revealing to you what's in that specific verse, in that specific scripture. He speaks to you through his word, amen? Because that's a way of communion with God, spending time with God, is prayer, fasting. That's hard, especially when you've got a wife that can cook good. Fasting. <laughs> I get a little hangry sometimes. But you don't necessarily have to fast just the food. You can fast a bunch of different things. But we're not talking about that tonight. Fasting, spending time with God, prayer. Prayer is a powerful tool. Rejoicing. That's another way you enter his gates and his presence is rejoicing in the Lord. When you rejoice in the Lord, it's pretty hard to start moaning and complaining about worldly stuff when you're basking in the glory of God. It pales a comparison. Amen? Y'all bear with me. For some reason, I'm nervous, but you know what? He hasn't gave us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And what I'm getting at is, the very power that raised Jesus from the dead. Y'all heard that song? Lives within us. When Jesus went on, you know, that's when he sent the Spirit. That's when the Spirit came down, and they had the, the he says, when I leave, I'm sending the Helper, the Holy Spirit. Well, I was reading today, and like I said, you know, you read it a few times, and things get revealed to you. I'm going to jump over to 9 on the first verse, chapter 9, first verse. And when he called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. For some reason, I've never seen that before. It just popped out to me today. I've read it, read it a few times. I'm not boasting, but today it was revealed to me. I'm like, wow, I thought when Jesus was in his ministry, he was doing all the healing. He was doing all. No, it says right there that he gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, neither a staff, nor a bag, nor bread, nor money, nor not even two, two tunics apiece. And whatever house you enter, stay there and take your leave from there. And as for those of you who do not receive you, as for those that do not receive you, as you go out from that city, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. In other words, he says, go out, I give you the power, and you're going out in faith, and you're going to do what I'm doing. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to do all these miracles that I'm doing for you, and they did. It wasn't just an ax. I always thought before it was an ax when the Spirit came. That's when they went out, and, you know, and 
you heard the old story about, you know, not story, but you heard the, what happened with Peter at the gate. Beautiful. The guy was constantly going to the gate every morning and begging, you know, begging and begging every morning, going to the gate called Beautiful. And then Peter and uh, I think Peter and one of the other disciples was walking out of there, and he says, come here. And the guy went up there thinking that they're gonna, he's going to give him some money or something like that. And he says, silver or gold I do not have. But what did he do? He reached down and grabbed him by the hand. He says, but what I give you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And his ankles were immediately strengthened and everything else. What I'm trying to say is that very power that did that back then is in us today. But what stops that power is fear. Fear cripples us. It causes us to tremble. Righteous fear of God is one thing. But fear of what the enemy could do, the enemy can't do anything to us because the power of God, the power of Jesus is in us as believers. Amen? I wish somebody would get this, man. But what I'm trying, you know, let me quit saying that. What I'm trying to say. Lord, anyway, help me, Lord. But the very fear, the very thing that raised Jesus from the dead, the very power that healed the sick, caused the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the demons to be cast out. There's demons in people today, people. If y'all don't believe that, y'all need to wake up. It's all around us. This world is getting no better, and it's not going to get any better. So we need to quit praying for it to get better, but we need to pray for our eyes to be open. We need to pray for God's glory to be revealed in us so we can go out into this world. And I'm speaking to myself, too. All these sermons ain't for the congregation. If I got to preach to myself, that's just what I got to do. And I was kind of doing a little bit today, and it worked. But we got to wake up and go into the world. Every word that we speak Every breath that we take should be to edify and glorify God, to raise him up through us. And if we're not, we're sinning. And that's stopping the power in us. Because sin, when you sin, when we sin, I'm not saying you because I do it too. I mean, Lord, forgive me. I'm not perfect, but all right. Some may think I am, but I was going to correct you right now. I'm not. <laughs> Nowhere near it. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. There was only one, and we put him on a cross. So where does that leave us, you know? And every time we sin, we're putting him right back on there and stopping the power that he gave us because unbelief, that's another sin. You know, there's a lot of things that stop the power. And you think back how long the first man fell, how long it's been since Jesus has been on the cross, and how long sin has ran rampant. Sure, the glory of God is spreading greater. You look today, I was watching the news the other day, um, Pope this and Pope that, you know, y'all all seen it, um, you know, good for all that, but they were saying that the Catholic Church has declined a whole lot, and that was one reason for his visit, was to help build that up and stuff like that, and I firmly believe it's because the truth is becoming more evident, it's becoming more infinite, I mean, God's light and fires and people that you would never thought he light a fire, you know, here I am, just a broken old sinner that spent four years in prison because I made stupid mistakes. And he blessed me with a beautiful wife and two lovely kids that honor God. You know, and it just breaks my heart that he takes somebody that's not worthy and gives them the honor of standing up here and talking about his word. And that's not something to be taken lightly. I mean, to each he's given a measure of faith. And I pray that, you know, each of our faith gets greater. And a whole other revelation, you know, we have the shield of faith. If he gave us a measure of faith, that means we just got a smaller shield. So to build our faith, we got to get a bigger shield when we're susceptible. To, anyway, that's another for another day. But <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but um, but like I said, when we praise God, we've got to reach up. Oh, the lady at the issue of blood, it's right in there too. Twelve years she was bleeding, and she couldn't be healed of nothing. I mean, she's went through numerous things, and Jesus was walking through the crowds of people, and she's like, if I could just reach up and touch his robe. If I could just reach up and touch his robe, I'll be healed. And what did Jesus say? Your faith made you whole. And that same chapter down there, I'm not telling you, it's been a great day. Amen. I missed the Texans win their first game. <laughs> I was like, what's the score? <laughs> Every once in a while. But that's why it took me so long to get it together because I kept squirreling on the football game. But um, she said, if I can just reach up and touch his robe. And that's where that little part came in about us reaching up and praising him. We just got to reach up and touch his robe. Amen. When people's up here singing their heart out and praising, they're leading praise and worship. They're leading us to know, to reach up and touch his robe. It's not to get up and see people see us stand up. It has nothing to do with that. You block everybody else out of the room. You close your eyes. You reach up and you touch your Lord and Savior. You grab the hem of his robe. So if we're going through pain and affliction, I have issues with my hips, but I'm not going to claim that, and I'm never going to say it again because I'm reaching up, and I'm touching his robe, and I'm tapping into the power of the Almighty God that raised himself from the dead. He never died. His body went to sleep, and he went to hell, and he whooped the devil in the teeth and took the keys of life and death right back. So there's no power, no authority, unless it's given by God and by Jesus. Amen? And what we loose on earth will be loose on heaven. What we bind on earth is already bound in heaven is what the word says. Amen? And that's the authority. That's the authority that we have in Jesus. On our own, we have nothing. The devil will kick us around. He will stomp us around. Like Dean the other night when he fell in the bullpen that I found out yesterday. He'll bounce us around like that bull did Dean. But you know what? Praise God that man wasn't hurt because he prays for protection. They pray before they start everything. And when he told me that, I was like, oh, you ain't get broke. <laughs> he said, I'm a little sore. But I said, you didn't have a broke bone or nothing? No. He just, you know, didn't have no horns or nothing. But still, I mean, sorry, Dean. Love you, brother. But <laughs> I was just praising God that he wasn't hurt. There's a reason why I don't do that ministry out there. I just, you know, those things snot at me, man. I'm going to run. I'm going to click kills. I know he gives us power and authority over the beasts of the earth. But there were some big beasts. They almost as freaky as those eight-legged little freaks. You know, I'm more scared of those little bit. Anyway, but <laughs> me and bulls don't get along. <laughs> People joke with me and say, get on a bull. I'm like, no, I got sense. <laughs> <laughs> Too old for that. But um, to tap into the power and the glory of God, all we got to do is trust. All we got to do is believe. If we don't believe, we're discounting the power altogether. We got to truly believe that he raised, he was raised from the dead, and he sit at the right hand of the Father, and he intercedes for us. And the beautiful thing is, we don't even know how to get the words out sometimes, but he gives us the words. Just like I'm up here and he's giving me the words. It ain't me talking. It's God talking. It's just coming through this body. You just got to be a vessel. Amen. And we're all called to do that, whether it be here, whether it be at our workplace, whether it be at the classrooms, the lunch cafeteria, the football field. Try to get them together, son, starting prayer in the night in the, before the game. Amen? 
You can do it. Amen. And all the kids, I really believe that Dalton and Lauren won homecoming king and queen because they were the only two that gave glory to God over that loudspeaker. I heard that. I was like, that's why they won. That's why they won. Because God has a way of knocking us down a peg if we're not bringing glory to him. And he gives us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity because he's a gentleman and he gives us free will and he'll even knock you down a little peg and a couple pegs here and there and i went through it all i mean i lost three jobs and all kind of stuff before i realized <laughs> what i'm doing ain't gonna work amen i mean we almost lost it all because of my stubbornness but because god almighty we're able to get it all back amen and you know the valuable thing is he has more there. He has more untapped, unfiltered power. The very power where he said, let light be. And it wasn't just one son, it was how many? We still don't know. Because that's how almighty God was, is. I say was because back then he created it. But that's how almighty God is. And we have that same power. Because Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, it's all one. And we have that same power. So daily, we got to repent, ask God to forgive us, get on our knees and cry out to the Almighty God, reach up and grab that robe, tap into his power, and praise him, even in the storm, because we can't focus on circumstances. It's easy to. There's so many distractions out there, and it'd be so easy, and I'm guilty of it, to focus on the circumstances. And I'm not talking about just, you know, physical or financial. It's any circumstance. You know, walk by faith, not by sight. So let's close our eyes, trust God, and do what we got to do. Amen? And this is one more. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, Remember what I was saying about he who knew no sin became sin so it could be the righteousness of God through Christ? The right, the fervent, right, let me, I wrote it down because I'm bad about quoting. The effective, fervent, which means passionate or intense prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, we can be righteous. He's waiting for us to do it. Miracles still happen today. And it still happens at the hands of believers. I'm not talking about grabbing snakes and not getting bit. If God sees fit for that to happen, great. But I'm not let to do all that. <laughs> I'm talking about healing the sick. The lame can walk. But all we got to do is just start with testifying what he's done for us. Amen like the demon-possessed man in his own hometown. It also says that Jesus wasn't able to do a lot of miracles in his own hometown because of their unbelief. And he said a prophet's not welcome except in his own hometown. So what greater testimony is it than we go to the people? I'm not saying go hang out at the bar and, you know, witness to the drunks that you used to hang out with. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just live and let God shine through us and let that be the greatest testimony. Amen.
that's all I got. I mean, we overcome him by the power of the blood and the word of our testimony. Amen. Like I said, I didn't even go through this whole other page, two pages that I had. Because it's all about trusting God and believing that he's going to give us the words at the time that we need it. And what I was saying a minute ago, and I wanted to get it out, and God put it back on my heart. We don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but he himself makes us intercession with words too deep to be uttered. Amen. He knows what we need before we even need it. He just wants us to trust and ask. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, a closed mouth don't get fed. You, you can't get it unless you ask for it. I can't read your mind. God, he knows our mind. He knows our heart. But he still, with that same example, wants us to ask. You know, I don't want to get to heaven and see a whole bunch of shelves of unopened presents and him say, hey, that's all the stuff I had for you. You just didn't ask for it. But we got to trust, believe, and live the most sinless life possible. Yes, we're going to fall short, but we got to get right back up. The longer we dwell in that, the longer we hang out in that filth, the worse off we're going to be, the further from God we're going to be. And then we got to play catch up and get back. But the power of God Almighty you can catch up just like that because he puts it right back on your heart. So I encourage everybody, including myself, to spend more time in this word, more time in prayer as a family, no matter what, and watch the power of God happen. Amen? Thank you all for coming tonight.